I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Got a really good one for you all today. Today's guest is Nick Fiorito. About five years ago, Nick started Blankets of Hope with his brother Mike. It's an educational nonprofit helping students practice empathy and kindness by donating blankets to those experiencing homelessness, each paired with an inspirational handwritten note. Their mission is to inspire a global movement of kindness with a firm belief that the best way to teach kindness is through experience. They're teaching and preparing the next generation to develop habits of kindness, giving back, expressing love, mindfulness, and helping others. They are legitimately creating a better future for this world. Please welcome my buddy, Nick. All right, my man, Nick, I'd love to welcome you to the podcast. I appreciate you so much being here. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to chat. Yes, me too. All right. So um, Nick has started an awesome nonprofit organization. Definitely want to talk about that. And again, you know, just bring people's awareness to to what you're doing. It's such a cool nonprofit. Um, I believe it was started with you and your brother. It is called Blankets of Hope. Uh, so yeah, man, if you could just tell us uh, a little bit about Blankets of Hope, what your mission and just what you guys are doing. Absolutely, man. So Blankets of Hope is an educational nonprofit with a mission to inspire a global movement of kindness. Uh, the way we do that uh, is by partnering with schools across the country to uh, deliver blankets and handwritten notes of encouragement to people experiencing homelessness. So I, I, do you want me to jump into kind of the story behind how Blankets of Hope came to be? Is that you? That is exactly what I was going to go with that. You. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to ask you. What inspired it? What created this? What was your motivation sure. and your brother in starting this? So, so Blankets of Hope uh, was never meant to be what it is today, to be completely honest with you. It was really just a family project that kind of took a life of its own. Um, but in 2016, my brother and I, we, we both quit our jobs. I was working in corporate America, kind of, uh, you know, in the business world, working my way up the corporate ladder. My brother was working for a startup that was growing like crazy. And on paper, we had these amazing jobs uh, with a very promising future and big paychecks. Um, but if we were completely honest with ourselves, there was something missing, right? There was that, that level of meaning uh, that we didn't really have and we, we wanted. So we uh, naively decided to just uh, put our two weeks in and kind of take this leap of faith into the world of entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, we had this idea that we wanted to start a meditation app um, because meditation had a huge impact on our lives. We soon realized that that wasn't where our strengths slide. Uh, so for the next six months, basically, after we jobs, we went from one idea to the next to the next, really failing at everything we were attempting. And uh, for anyone who's kind of taking that leap 
for faith into entrepreneurship, you know how difficult that is, right? You're going from a level of consistency with two weeks, every two weeks, getting a paycheck to now literally just being dropped in the middle of an ocean without a life raft. So it, it was a very difficult time when we quit our jobs. There was a lot of anxiety, a lot of long nights. But, you know, we kept pushing along. And now you fast forward six months later now, it's the middle of winter. I'm laying in my bed. It's like two o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep. My, my mind is just racing. And all of a sudden, this image of a homeless man pops into my head. And when I was commuting into my corporate job in New York City, I'd get off the train, I'd get off the subway, and I'd walk up the steps. And every day, I would walk past this homeless man that sat on the park bench. And every day in my head, conversation that happened that said, like, I'm going to do something to help him. I'm going to do something to help him. But I never did. I just walked right by him every single yeah. day. I have no idea why on this night that I can't sleep, a little voice whispers to me and says, if not now, when? So I basically, I, I answered the call. I got up out of bed. I opened my laptop, opened GoFundMe and basically wrote a little story about how I wanted to raise money to get blankets to people living on the streets. And it was really a very simple idea in my head. It was, it was practical, right? It was like, if I was on the streets and someone came up to me with a blanket, I would appreciate that. And it really wasn't much deeper than that. Now I, I went to sleep that night and I slept like a baby. But now the next day I got to wake up and tell my brother and my business partner, like, Mike, you know, I got this idea. I want to blanket the homeless. And he looks at me. He's like, Nick, you know, that, that's, that's really kind of you. And it's a great idea. But like, we're about to be homeless ourselves if we don't figure out a way to make some money for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't going to make us any money. And I said, Mike, you know, you're absolutely right. But I don't know why. I just feel like we have to do this now as a small project. Like, we'll just we'll do it and then we'll get back to the drawing board and we'll figure something out. Eventually, Mike buys into my passion, but Mike is someone that he, he really doesn't like to half-ass anything and go into something that he doesn't really believe in. So that's when he came up with the idea of, all right, if we're going to do this, let's include a handwritten note to go with every blanket we hand out to really show these people that we care and kind of give them this inspirational message beyond the blanket, right? Mm -hmm. Because when someone puts pen to paper, right, that, that, that's super meaningful, right? You have to stop and really think about somebody to do that. So... We raise some money from friends and family that feel bad for us. We buy some blankets. We write some notes. We go out into the city to hand them out. And before we go, we take a little camera with us to document this day to show the people who gave money, like, this is where your money is going. This is the impact that it's making. And as you can imagine, we have an incredible experience, right? When you're giving and you expect nothing in return, that, that's the juice of life, right? That's literally when you feel most alive. And yep. that's exactly what we felt. So we had this great experience. We come home now. Mike takes this little footage we have, makes it into a little short film. We call it Blankets of Hope, post it on Facebook, and that's it. Blankets of Hope is done. Small family project. We'll do it again next winter. Now it's time to figure out, all right, how are we going to make some money? God, the universe, whatever you believe in, the greater power that be, kind of had some different plans for us, though. Uh, a few nights later, we get an email that basically changes the entire trajectory of our life. And the subject line of the email says, donation to Nick and Mike. And it goes on to say, hi, my name is Todd Chafee. I'm a venture capitalist in California. Came across your Blankets of Hope video. Love what you guys are doing. Love to provide you with mentorship and financial support. Let me know if you want to talk. So at this point, Mike and I are just like, whoa, is somebody messing with us right now? Like, is this for real? So we did what any logical person do in this situation. We Google pops up as the Forbes Midas list. This guy is a major investor in Netflix, Snapchat, Twitter, all these major tech companies. And we're just like, this guy wants to talk to us. Like, what's going on? So we obviously respond back and say, you know, we'd love to talk. Next night, we jump on a call with this guy and he just kind of wants to hear who we are, what we're about, what we're trying to accomplish. And he has us talking. And at the end of the call, he just says, all right. I like you guys and I want to help you. I want you to stop everything you're doing and put all your focus and energy on this idea of blankets of hope because I really see the potential to make a big impact here. Mm -hmm. And if Mike and I are honest with ourselves, I don't think we really saw it at that moment. We just saw it as we're just two guys giving out blankets. Like, what can this be? He allowed us to really dream bigger about the possibility to make a big impact here. And we said, you know what? We did 100 blankets this first year. Let's figure out how we could 10X this into 1,000 next year. We have no idea how the heck we're going to do that, right? Because it's literally Mike and I, mano a mano, on the streets of New York City, handing them out. But we said, you know what? Let's, let's go for it. Put one foot in front of the other. We'll figure it out. We started handing out blankets. We end up getting some local press in New York City on CBS and NBC. They cover our story. And that's, I guess, when the second stroke of magic happens. My fifth grade teacher was a teacher 
in Delaware now sees us on the news and sends me a Facebook message saying, hey, Nick, I got 200 students here that would love to get involved and help out. And that's kind of when the light bulb went off for us. It was like, this is what Blankets of Hope is about, teaching the future generation to start thinking with this mindset of kindness and thinking about how they can help their community. And that just lit us up inside. And we said, this is what we want Blankets of Hope to be about. And ever since that day, we've kind of gone all in on that strategy and fast forward five years later, and we partner with schools and over 40 states to deliver over 40,000 blankets of hope to those in need. Dude, so unreal. What a story. Oh, Thank my. you, man. I appreciate it. It's been, a, it's been a journey. So, so cool. There's a few things in that I definitely want to touch on. Um, so I think it's really cool and, and really important for people to hear that First off, you guys quit your job and you took that leap of faith. You know what I mean? You took that leap. You, I just, yeah. I love and respect it so much because you knew your soul was missing something, right? There was something yeah. that you just weren't fulfilled and you guys took a leap and you went after it. You know, you didn't sit in your job nine to five, you know, 40 hours a week, not being happy. You did something about it. And I just think that's so important for anybody who's listening right now who is unhappy in their life, if it's their job. I'm not saying to make that move right now, but get the wheels turning, start to do something. You deserve happiness. You deserve to feel fulfilled. You deserve to be filled with love and do something that you're passionate about and that you love. And Nick, that is just such an awesome example of how that can happen and how people can do that. And most importantly, that it is possible that it is possible, which is so cool. Uh, the next one, Thank you, well, I think this is really important too, to, to um, point out is that you and your brother quote unquote failed for those first six months or wherever that time was. So, right. So that's why I say quote unquote failed, because to me, failure doesn't exist. Failure is a choice. Right. If something bad, if something quote unquote bad happens to you, that could lead you to a path or in a new way to something magnificent that you would have never gotten to without that again, quote unquote failure. So I think again, it's just, you know, imperative to point that out that for this first six months, you know, things didn't go well. I'm sure you guys were a little freaked out, a little panicked in moments. And, you know, you just stuck with it. And it just goes to show you that those failures can be blessings. And they can totally be something that people can feel gratitude and, and, and feel grateful for later, because especially with you guys, look where this took you, you know, you, right. You needed to have those other things not work out in yeah. order for you to get here and in order for blanks of hope to have started. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible to connect the dots looking forward. Right. But looking back, it's, it's always uh, easy to see how one thing leads to another. And in the moment it might seem like, such a horrific thing that you're experiencing, but yep. like, uh, you know, a year down the line, you realize that that was necessary for your growth and your transformation to happen. Exactly. You nailed that, man. Right. So for everyone who's listening, you know, when those times come, when you're down, I'm not saying to pretend like everything's okay. It's okay to feel those things and be in those moments, but find gratitude, you know, find joy, find love, and just understand and, and know that things will get better. Things will work themselves out. And just find gratitude in that situation. Like, okay, you know, this, you know, bad thing that happened to me, just know that this is going to get you to where you need to be. And when you can shift your mind and have that perspective, your entire reality changes, which is so cool. Um, dude, I also obviously sure. just want to talk about giving. You hit it right on the head when you talked about giving before, and there is no better feeling than giving, yeah. especially without expecting anything in return. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I think we've learned that from our personal experience. And now the opportunity to teach that to kids through this experience has been even, even more rewarding, right? Because now what we realize is if we truly want to change the world, right? Like mm -hmm. starting with the youngest generation is, is almost like the most logical thing for us to do, right? Because 
these these kids that we're working with in the kindness workshop that we're putting them through, right? They are their brains are so malleable at that yeah. young age, right? Yeah. And if we can get to them at this young age and start getting them to develop these habits of giving back, right? And start thinking about their community. We think that really, we think about it like planting seeds that 20 years from now are going to grow into the trees, right? Because these are the kids that are going to be, you know, the leaders of our Fortune 100 companies or leaders of our our country, right? So if they can start thinking with that mentality of kindness and giving back and empathy, we think that's super powerful. Dude, it is. You guys are crushing it. I knew of Blankets of Hope I knew that you guys handed out blankets to the homeless. I knew you were working with the Giants and I'm sure some other crazy companies. And I knew that um, kids at schools were writing the notes, which, dude, I think that is such an awesome aspect of this. Number one, the fact that you're helping and keeping homeless people warm. And then number two, those notes are, like you said before, just so impactful and so powerful for them. Yeah. What an awesome element to add to that. Um, just to elevate things to like a, a whole nother level. Yeah. You know, we, we often say that the kids teach us more than we teach them. Right. Because the, as, as kids, they haven't really been jaded by the world yet. So their yeah. innocence and their purity is so evident when you, when you read some of these letters and, and how easy it is for them to express their love for another human that they haven't even met yet. Right. So <laughs> it, it's always moving to read some of these loads or uh, when they're really young, watching, l- looking at some of these pictures that they draw is, it's just absolutely moving. Man, it's, it's amazing. And it really is like, to me, the part of it that I didn't know is that you are like teaching these kids and doing workshops and like helping these kids and you are preparing the next generation to be kinder, to show more love, you know, to, yeah. to express empathy, to express all of those caring. And yeah. Emotions. Yeah. It goes back to our mission, right? Our, our mission is really to inspire this global movement of kindness. Yep. And uh, we think the best way to teach kindness is through experience, right? So that's why it's not like we're going in front of these classrooms and, you know, we're tell, telling these kids how important it is to give back or how great it feels to be, to give back and all the scientific benefits and the chemicals released in your brain when you're kind, though, that's all great. But if we really, in my opinion, the best way to learn and teach someone something is through an experience. And that's what Blankets of Hope is. At the end of this experience, every single student has literally made an impact on another individual's life in their community. And that is something that it only takes 30 minutes of class time, but it's something they remember for the rest of their lives. Dude, amazing. Right. That's such a good point too. It's not like you're just telling them, you know, it's good to be kind. And these are things that you can do. You, they are experiencing it. Like you just said, they are actually doing something that is super kind and they're doing something that is going to make someone's day, if not week, if not life so much better. Yeah. And like you said, man, it just goes round and round. It goes in a circle, right? Like they're doing something for somebody else. They're feeling amazing as well. That's like, yeah. The coolest part about giving is that so often we focus our attention and awareness outward, right? So it's like, I'm going to give to this person. Okay. Like that's great for that person. I know I'm going to make them happy or create some joy in their life. But what is so cool about that stuff is that we feel it as well, right? Like absolutely. you could even say it feels better for us giving as the yeah. person and more than the person who's actually receiving it. And absolutely. You know, I want that. And, and, and there's science behind this, right? There, there's real science that shows the chemicals that are released in your brain uh, when, when you do an act of kindness. Like it, it is truly beneficial for you to be kind to one another, to another. Yes. Amazing, man. It really does. It feels that is like some of the best feelings ever in the world when you are able to give to somebody and help them. It's just, it's so amazing. And you guys are just setting that example and you're putting that so much to the forefront and Dude, even listening to you right now, it's inspiring me to want to go and be kind, to want to go and help somebody and to create some sort of act of kindness for somebody. So I know you're doing that for so many people and just encouraging and inspiring them to do the same thing. Thank you, man. Well, listen, the feeling's mutual, man. Uh, everything you're putting out into the world is is, is also super inspiring. And I, I think we're, we're speaking the same language here, man. And that's the language of love, right? Language of, you know, See this this common belief that we are all connected in some way, shape, or form, right? So you when you do good to another, you're actually doing good to yourself, right? That that's the thought process. That is it, man. That is exactly it. We're all one. We're connected. When you do something good for somebody else, exactly, you're doing something good for you. 
when you are projecting hate or negativity on somebody else, you are projecting it right back on yourself. You're feeling that energy of hate yeah. and negativity. They might not even feel it that much. You're the one that is feeling it. Um, so that's yeah, it's new. It's Newton's third law, right? Yeah. Every every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? So exactly. what you put out comes back to you, right? So why not be kind and express love and have that come right back to you? Uh, Dude, something else that you mentioned too, I get really excited talking about meditation and just anybody who does meditation. And I know you had mentioned that in the beginning, that was one of the ideas that you guys had had. So I've, you know, been meditating only now for maybe two to three, maybe like two and a half years, I would say. And before that, I didn't even know what meditation was. I had no inkling of it. I literally had, it meant nothing to me whatsoever. And now, you know, meditating almost daily, it is, it's really life transforming. And it, and it's absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, I've been meditating, uh, since 2015. Um, and it's literally changed my life more than anything, uh, in the world, anything it's hands down the most transformational thing practice I've ever taken on. Uh, and you know, it's pretty cool to see how, that initial idea of, you know, going out to create this meditation app has kind of gone full circle, right? Because now when we're partnering with these schools in this kindness workshop, the mm-hmm. first exercise we do with them is an, is an empathy exercise, right? Where we're getting them to visualize what it's like to be in that person's shoes. The second part is they're writing this note, but the third and final part is actually a loving kindness meditation where we have the kids close their eyes and we guide them through sending love to themselves, sending love to their classmates and sending love to the person that's about to receive that blanket. So it's, it's pretty cool to see how, you know, we, we start, we thought we were going to do this, but now it's still come back somehow into our life in terms of what we're creating in the world. And that just shows you how much we find meditation as this transformational tool um, for the human, for the human mind. For real, man. Wow. So powerful. You're teaching kids at such a young age about, about meditation, about visualizing You're, dude, it's like, this is going even so much further than I thought it was going to go. I cannot believe how incredible this organization is. Like, thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's, you know, it's evolved over time and, it, and with each year that passes, we're constantly trying to make it better. So that, that's the thought process, you know? Yeah. You guys are doing it. Oh my, oh my gosh. Like Thank I can't you, even, dude, you're, you're helping kids. This is so important. You're giving kids the awareness to put themselves in someone else's shoes and to have that understanding. And I am such a big advocate and, and pusher of understanding each other because once we understand each other, it is that much easier to find love for one another. Yeah. And Absolutely. when a kid can put themselves in someone else's shoes, that's like a level of understanding that a lot of people just don't do. And yeah. in that understanding, it creates that oneness. You know, exactly. It, that's the foundation. That's the foundation yeah. is, is understanding that we all have a human story that we all share a story, right? And that story, all, all of us have a story of struggle. Uh, somewhere in our lives. And I think that level of understanding that others struggle to uh, allows us to love them that much more. Definitely, man. Wow. And like at, at a young age too, to have meditation be brought into your life, you know, and every kid isn't going to leave and, and meditate all the time, but just you guys are planting that seed. Like you mentioned before, right? Like you're literally planting that seed and who knows, maybe that kid, you know, meditates almost every single day, 10 years from now, but it started with you guys just dropping that little bit of knowledge and awareness for them. I can't even imagine knowing about meditation at an earlier age and being aware of that and having the thought to visualize these people and to visualize and feel the love that they're giving to the homeless people. And then, you know, the feeling and love that they're going to get back from them at a young, that is yeah. just like crazy powerful. What, what, the, the, the goal on our end is really to be that inspirational spark, right? Yeah. It's just that beginning match. And the hope is that these students that are going through this, right, we're not smart enough to solve, you know, the homelessness issue or, or, or the, all the big problems that, you know, the world's facing. But if we can start by showing these kids, um, you know, how to think about this and that problems do exist and that we all like have 
there's so many problems, so many people that can kind of solve them. We hope that these are the students that are going to start thinking about these issues and, and developing ideas for solving them. So it's really, that's the goal is to be that inspirational spark for them. Absolutely, man. Wow. Dude. Wow. Go, going back to meditation though. I, so how do you meditate? So I do I'll flip of, it around on you. I'll, I'll interview you a little bit. Dude, I'm, I'm all about it. I love it. I, uh, I do a lot of, it's a lot of visualization and for me, like manifesting when I'm, when I'm meditating. So almost every single time it's, it's, I know it's morphed and changed a little bit, but every morning when I wake up, I'll either do some yoga or go for a run and then I'll come back and then I'll shower and then I go into meditation. And I think this is just a really key part of it too. I don't check my phone. I don't go on Instagram. I don't go on any social media. I don't go on anything. If I see a text come through, I might see it, but I don't answer it. I don't respond. I just, I try to be in the peace and the quiet of the morning and not rush into the day and rush into the anxiety and the craziness of the day. And then, so when I meditate, I always do breathing exercises. You know, I'll just follow my breath in all the way down. I'll follow back up to the top of my head. And that just makes me feel present, right? It just brings my awareness and brings my energy and myself into this moment. And then after that, I always think about things that I'm grateful for. So it, you know, it could be something that day or that morning or the day before, or just in life, just anything that I'm grateful for. And what is really important uh, in doing this is I'm not just like, you know, I'm grateful for my fiance. That's cool. Okay. I feel the gratitude for her. I feel our love. I feel how amazing she is and how grateful I am to have her in my life. Right. So I'm really, really feeling these emotions, not just thinking about it quickly and then letting it go. And then the final part of it is I am visualizing. So I'm visualizing my dreams. I'm visualizing being a top-rated podcast host. I'm visualizing uh, being a motivational speaker and, and helping people and guiding them and changing their lives for the better. And what's really important for this too is that when I'm visualizing it, it's not something that's happening happening in the future or something that may or may not happen. To me, it's already happened. It's happening now, right? So it's not, hey, I want to be a motivational speaker. It's I am a motivational speaker right now. I'm in, I'm visualizing it. I'm on stage, I'm feeling the energy from the people and I am grateful for it, right? So again, it's not something I'm hoping for. It's something I'm already feeling gratitude for. And in my mind, these things have already happened. Time just hasn't caught up to it yet. So in my mind, they've happened. So of course, I'm going to be grateful for them. So I'm in that moment too. And, you know, I, I feel the emotions of all those moments and, and bringing gratitude to them to me is, is the most instrumental part of it because in books I've read in podcasts, I've listened to, and, and, you know, in videos and interviews I listen to, it's synonymous that you have to feel it already and then feel the gratitude for it already. You're not wishing for something. You're just thanking God or the universe and feeling that gratitude for it already happening. I love that, man. I, I love that you, uh, you've connected mindfulness with gratitude. I've always found that to be like the two, those two things go so good together. You know, it's like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it's a, it really is uh, like that, that mindfulness practice and that awareness, and then using that awareness to focus on all the abundance that we have in our life is, is a so, super powerful uh, practice that really does transform the way we see the world. So I, I love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Gratitude is, is something that really can change your entire life. It can change your reality. It can change your world. It is insanely powerful gratitude. And it's a message I'm always trying to push out to people. So anyone listening right now, think about things that you are grateful for as often as you can and feel that gratitude. And especially when things are down and low, I promise you there's always, always something to be grateful for. And when you can put your focus on that, the positive good stuff in your life, as opposed to the negative, not so great stuff that's going on, that will, that will change everything for you. For real. 100%. Uh, yeah, buddy. Wow. All right. So you, dude, you have such an awesome mindset, such a great perspective, such good energy. Thank you. Obviously kind of feelings mutual. <laughs> Thanks man. And obviously like kindness and like what you're doing, man, it's just like, Kindness and love are at the forefront of, of who you are as a person. And you know what? This is something I, I've asked other, um, other guests on the show. 
on the podcast. And I always want to make things tangible for people who are listening. So I know we talked a little bit about meditation, but if you want to get into more of that, essentially just share with people, you know, what you do, what are some practices that you have? What are certain things that you do daily or weekly or monthly that help you have this sort of perspective and help you find and approach things more from a, more from a loving and kind mindset? All right, man. That's uh, I, I think one of the staples of my life has been my morning routine. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, like you were explaining before, right? It, it, you want to start your day um, by being the owner of it and not being owned by it. Right. And by being reactive to everything that's constantly being coming into us. So I really try to, I have a very simple three-step morning routine that I basically follow every day and it's, yes. it's move, it's meditate and it's right. Right. So those are my three buckets, right? So I'm moving, I'm either going to the gym, I'm doing, I'm going for a walk. I, I am getting the blood flowing, right? Because at the end of the day, like we just slept for eight hours or whatever it was, we need to get the blood flowing and get the brain working. So that's always priority number one for me. And then follow that up, right? With meditation and uh, just being aware and uh, sitting in silence. I think it's like I, I talked about before, man, it, it, there is nothing more powerful and insightful uh, than sitting in silence and being comfortable with being alone. Uh, and I think that's something that so many of us run away from, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we try to fill in that space with so many distractions. But if we really, we develop the ability to, to sit in silence and develop that awareness, it, it it kind of ripples into every area of our lives. So I, that's the second thing I do every single day. Uh, super important, 30 minutes of meditation. Um, the type of meditation I practice is called Vipassana meditation. So Mike and I, my brother, we've both gone to 10-day silent meditation retreats. Uh, and that was one of the hardest things that we've ever done. Uh, you know, like you just, um, you're meditating for 10 hours a day for 10 days straight. And there's something called noble silence, You're not looking at people in the eyes. You're literally, you're 10 days, 10 hours a day, silence. And as you can imagine, a lot of stuff comes out, right? That you haven't thought about in a very long time. So that was one of the most difficult things, but basically it's just an awareness of breath, right? It's using your breath as an anchor and allowing that to guide you in the meditation. The third final thing I said was, was writing, uh, free writing specifically is, is something that I find just super powerful, right? Because, so many times I'll, when I feel overwhelmed, it's because it's all in my head and I haven't gotten it out. And every day I basically set a seven minute timer and I, I basically just write and I don't stop writing. And it doesn't matter what I write. I can write the word love, 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 love for seven minutes straight if that, that's the case. But it's about not stopping and getting that stream of consciousness on the paper and just letting go of all that stuff that's being blocked in here so that I can have that productive day that I'm looking to have. Wow. Interesting, man. I've never heard of that before. I like that. So it's, uh, it's from that book, uh, the artist way. Um, it's a really good book. It's about spiritual creativity. Uh, and she, she, uh, basically pioneered this this concept called uh, morning pages, which is this ability to free write for a certain amount of time every morning and uh, in this conscious stream of writing. Beautiful, man. Such good stuff. And like, again, everyone who's listening right now, there are active practices. There are things that you can do to put yourself in a better feeling mind state, right? Yeah. It's like, such a big believer and advocate that we're not controlled by our surrounding environment at all. And dude, I can tell by talking to you and meditation and what you're doing, it's like the same thing. It's like, we're not controlled by that. You know, you put yourself where you are. And if you can keep your mind in a certain place and you can keep focusing on the good and doing certain things, you can create more love and more feelings of good in your life. Like everyone just wants to feel good as much as possible. People just want to be happy. And there's these tangible things. And thank you so much for giving those examples of certain things that you can do in order to get yourself there. And yeah, I I think also just having empathy for some people that are in a tough spot right now. I know sometimes it could seem like it's so hard to, to kind of get out of that hole. 
And my, my advice for, for people in that situation is really just starting small, right? Because uh, I just threw out like these, these three big things that I do every day, but it's taken me years to kind of come to this p- place where it's happening on a consistent basis for me. And also I'm not perfect, right? There's days where I mess up, yep. but I think that the best thing, the best advice is really just starting small, right? Yep. It's, it's starting with the power of one right? What is one thing that you're going to do to try to improve the quality of your life and, and make it so much so that like, it's impossible not to do whether that's, you know, going for a walk tomorrow around the block, which is something that is so simple to do, right? So it, it, you can basically gain momentum, right? And I think so many times people that are in these holes will set these ambitious goals to get out of them. And then they'll do it for a day, do it for two days, but then it becomes so difficult that they'll fall off and then they'll kind of go through this vicious cycle. And I think the solution is really starting small and building that momentum over time. Absolutely, man. And that's the thing. That's such a good point too. It does take time. It absolutely does. And my morning routine, what I do, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't just wake up one morning and and start doing it. And I think that's good for people to hear too. Like, don't feel overwhelmed. You know, if you want to make these adjustments and do these certain things to put yourself in, in a better place, don't feel overwhelmed by them at all. You know, if you have never meditated before, meditate for one minute, you know, each day this week, and then go from there. You know, if you take on too much, right, and you feel overwhelmed, you're doing like the exact opposite of the intention of the practices. So yeah, I think that's so good, man. Like take things slow, go at your own pace and don't beat yourself up, right? If you miss meditating one day, or you miss doing something one day, don't feel negative about yourself. Don't beat yourself up for missing that thing. I understand, like you just said too, it's like, we're all human. You know, we're not perfect by any means, like either one of us at all. And I just see that so many times where people will get aggravated or mad with themselves or put themselves down. You know, if they're not staying consistent, it's like, just do your best. You know what I mean? And, and really don't come at yourself. Just feel good feel love yourself. And if you didn't do it today, like, okay, I have tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, again, take it slow and take those steps. Yeah. And for anyone who in the audience that is struggling with that level of consistency, one book that, that I've read that has kind of changed my life uh, is called The Slight Edge. And it's all about how the power of small daily disciplines repeated over time really lead to massive success and happiness. And it, it's, it's really powerful to hear some of these stories that show how these small steps kind of take you to where you want to go. And if I think back to per- my personal experience, like I just think about blankets of hope, right? It literally started with Mike and I giving out one blanket on the street of New York city. And now fast forward five years later, and we've delivered over 40,000 blankets and partner with schools across the country. So it never was this aspiration to go out and kind of do this whole movement. It was like, let's do one small thing today. And then, keep doing some good and let that momentum build. And I think that's what that book, the slight edge is really able to, to show you through the stories that he shares. True buddy. I love that. Right. Just take things slow, start small. And what an incredible example, like that thought you had in the middle of the night that right. Seemed like it was going to just be this quick little thing maybe. And, and just being out of consistency, having the right mindset. It's just incredible where, where it's taking you guys. My man, I'd love to, um, you know, just be even more vulnerable uh, in this moment uh, than we've been so far. So I would love to know uh, one person that you love and why you love them, right? How do they make you feel? What is your relationship like? What do you make them feel? What is that energy between the both of you feeling like? Um, So just, and people have come back like, can it be a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend? It's whoever you want it to be and just sharing that love that you have between you and that other person. I love that question, man. That's a great question. And honestly, it's, it's almost, I I feel so blessed because it's such a difficult question for me to answer because I have so many people in my life that I truly do love and love me back. And I feel so grateful for that, man. Like, but I mean, the, the person that is closest to me is my fiance. We live together. Uh, we're, we're, planning to get married. And, um, I have so much love for her and she makes me such a better person every single day. And, um, I, I think that is the most precious relationship that we have is with the ones that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. Right. So, um, I, I have to say my fiance, Amanda, she's, um, 
she's the love of my life and she's made me a better man, like I said. And she's, I think she's really allowed me to tap into this emotional side and, and empathetic side that I, I really growing up as being, you know, like a, a, an athlete where it was like, I was like a tough macho kind of Brooklyn kid. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't really allowed to tap into that so much. Right. But I think uh, ever since I, I've been in this relationship with my fiance, Amanda, she, she's kind of opened me up to this whole new world of, of feeling. Um, and it's honestly made me a better man. So it's, it's my fiance, Amanda, for sure. Good man. Wow. How long have you been? How about yourself? Oh, there's so many, ah, there's, you know, just so much love and so many people, honestly. And when I've asked this to other people, I don't think anyone yet has said like their significant other and in that it's so powerful. And a couple of guys who I've asked, they've said other guys that they love. And oh, I love that's So cool. Right. I think guys showing vulnerability, showing love to other males is really important. It's something that needs to be out there more and shown more and seen and, and more people's awareness need to be brought to it because it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, when guys can show love for each other. Um, for me, it just does. It instantly goes to my fiance, Kayla. She is seriously everything to me. She has made me such a better person. She's made me feel love so much more. She's shown me a love that I didn't even know existed before. I honestly didn't even, I just didn't know it was attainable, didn't even know it was something that was out there. And uh, she's really the biggest inspiration behind Spread Love Movement and, and what I'm doing, honestly. Beautiful. Which to me, right, which to me is like the greatest gift and, you know, being vulnerable with her and just being in, in so much love. It's just, it's incredible to me what is manifested from that, just being in her energy in her kindness, her joy, her happiness, she is just, she's the, yeah, she's the best. Man. That's incredible. Man. Yeah. I mean, it, it shows, it shows. Uh, I mean, you know, you spend, you spend so much time with these, with these, our significant others and that kind of allows us to be who we are and, and yeah. shine our light. So, I mean, it shows as you shine your light that she's a big part of that. Huge, man. And I look back at it sometimes and I was just like, we, we literally, so we were living in Brooklyn or oh, she was living in Brooklyn at the time that we met and her apartment is in Greenpoint or was in Greenpoint, which for everybody, it is the most Northern part of Brooklyn. And then right above that is Queens. And there's like this little canal that there's a bridge that attaches Brooklyn to Queens. And when you walk over that, that's where, where I'd have to walk from her apartment to get the seven train to go into the city uh, for work. And when you walk over that, man, it is the most gorgeous view of the skyline. And you get it for like 10, 15 minutes. And it is unreal. And when we first started dating, I was in such a place of like literal euphoria and such like high vibrational loving energy was like coursing through me all the time. And I'd walk over that bridge and I would just be in like awe, you know, of the, of the city and the view. And through that, you know, just kind of being by being with myself with those walks I started to have ideas of like, what can I do? You know, how can I help the world? How can I spread more love? And eventually got to, you know, spread love movement and, and where we're at. So she was a monster, monster part in that altogether. That's beautiful. Yeah. So good, man. Wow. My man, if you could give me in life, you know, we were talking about gratitude a little bit before and the powers of it. What is just one thing that you're grateful for? I'm grateful for you, my friend. I'm grateful yes. for you. I'm grateful for you creating this platform wow. that is spreading this message of love and unity. I think, like I said before, man, I think it's needed now more than ever. And I think, um, you know, I think that the human spirit is stronger than anything that tries to tear us apart. And when there's people like you that are, are working on solving that, um, I need to show gratitude for that. So thank you. Dude, thank you. Wow. I did not think you were going to say that. That means, that really means so much to me. And when I hear things like that, it makes me feel incredible. And it just reinforces that how, you know, how important this is and how needed this message is. And it gives me more energy and more encouragement and inspires me more to keep going and to keep doing it. Because like everyone else, 
I have my down days too. You know what I mean? And, and people who message me um, on Instagram, just like loving kind messages. And I try to message back and let them know that they have no idea how much that means to me. That is like, yeah. right. You said like, you think uh, I'm doing something. It's fuel. It, exactly. It's fuel. It's right. You think I'm doing something kind for you. That message to me is like 10 times kinder than the thing I posted or how I made you feel. And you're nailed it, man. It's fuel. Cause on those days when I'm like kind of down and I get a message like that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is resonating with people. People, you know, do like this and, and it's helping people. And that's what it is. When I get those messages that like it's helping somebody, you know, they're in depression or they've had really dark negative days with COVID or whatever it might be. That to me is the energy and everything that I need in order to just continue to do this. So man, thank you so much. That was so awesome. I appreciate that. Of course, brother. Keep going. I believe in you. You too, buddy. I know you too. And I was like, it's like, I know you are going to keep going, but definitely keep going. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Um, so let me see. I got one more question for you before we start to kind of like wrap things up. So we've touched on this a little bit already and you know, I mean, you're emulating this, like you're, you're literally doing the question I'm about to ask. And again, you've already mentioned a few things, but so one of the, the biggest missions in my life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, together, the feeling of oneness. So I feel like you're doing so many things, man, but what are, you know, and you can touch on blankets of hope more, you can, whatever you want to touch on more. Um, what are some of the things that you are doing now or that you are planning to do in the future that will help in that mission of shifting the consciousness to that more loving place. I, I, I first of all, I love that mission. I, I fully support it. I think it's the best answer I can give you for that, right? Is it, it all starts with us. It all starts with us individually and what we're doing, right? So mm -hmm. it's less about the external and what we want other people to do and really about us actually trying to expand our own consciousness, right? And being the example, because the truth is you're really not going to change anyone unless you are the example and you're changing yourself, right? So you need to be the example, in my opinion, for what you want to see exist in the world, right? So what I'm trying to do every single day is work on myself right? Is, is, you know, be consistent with my meditation practice, be consistent when I sit down at the table with my fiance or my family and be that listening presence that I, I need to be for the people around me. Right. So it really starts with me. And that's what I need to work on every single day from today until the day that I, uh, I hit the grave. Dude, that's beautiful. And I feel like just perfect. I now have asked this question on interview so far. And I think everybody has responded in a very, very similar way with just that, with that idea that like, it starts with me. And that message is crucial for people to understand and really crucial for this idea and this mission to change or shift the collective consciousness to this better place. And the only way that that is going to happen is with us individually, right? I can't say, Hey, Nick, man, you're, you know, you got to be more loving. You got to do this. You should do that instead. Well, that, that doesn't work. What I yeah. can do right is hopefully lead by example, hopefully, you know, show empathy and kindness and all those good yeah, feelings yeah. as much as possible. And then for someone to see it and be like, okay, cool. Wow. Like I see that. I feel that energy. All right. Like I'm, I'm understanding this more. I'm getting this more. Maybe this is something that I want to try, or maybe that I should do just to see how it makes me feel and let me yeah. see what I'm able to give back and, and do for this world. You know, it's that, that cliche Gandhi quote rings truer than ever, right? Be the change you wish to see in the world. It's, it's, exactly. it's so simple uh, in, in words, but it's very difficult in action because um, right. we're so inclined to want to give advice and, 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 tell people what to do, but yep. it's really difficult when we kind of can take our own advice and be the example. Exactly. I can't, like, I am so, every time I ask that question, and I always preface it too, because we've talked about things during, you know, the, the podcast already where I'm like, you know, if you want to talk about this, it's cool. Like blanks of hope. If you want to, it's like, dude, you nailed it. And I I'm so stoked that every single person is saying like the exact same thing within that message of, it starts, it just, it does. It's absolutely true. 
it starts with us because right if you think about it if it starts with us and we can all get to a more peaceful place and a more loving place and each individual person is able to do that boom it changes just like that like the consciousness right of this reality instantly changes and i want people to really like hear this the reality that we live in right now you know where there is unfortunately a lot of hate there's a lot of negativity there is amazing stuff that's happening and in my mind way more amazing stuff that's happening that's good than then it's not mm-hmm. but i really want people to focus and know that this current state doesn't have to be our forever state mm-hmm. right and it does with each and every one of us if we're able to shift just a little bit we can change this reality this reality isn't permanent we are able to create one where everybody or most people agree and know that we are one, you know, they know that we are absolutely connected. They know that, you know, divinely we are love. Like we are the energy of love manifested in our, in our highest self, at our core, at our soul, we are love. And if everybody can embrace that or more and more people can embrace that, which I think is already happening. I really do feel like a shift happening in the world. And as we just continue to do that more and more, this reality and this world that we live in will change. And I, I visualize that all the time, man, you know, visualize us just loving each other, caring for each other, not judging each other, not hating each other, not discriminating against each other, just endless, endless love because we all are one. We are all the exact same and we all just want the same. We all just want to feel love and we all just want to feel good. Absolutely. And there, you know, there's, there's a ripple effect to our actions. Right. Yeah. There's so that love that we put out into the world, it ripples on and it goes it goes beyond what we can even think is possible. Right. Yes. We we might do an act of kindness to someone and and that's it. We'll go on with our day. But we don't know how that affected that person. And then that person went to affect another person and then so on and so on. Right. It, it ripples outward. Exactly. That energy just keeps on going and going. My man, I have so much love for you, dude. I'm so glad we Thank got you, to- man. Yeah, we got to chat and and talk and just be in each other's presence. It just, it feels, it feels real good. I really appreciate all good, it. All good energy. Same here, brother. Peace and love. Yeah, buddy. Real quick too, before, but just before we head out real quick, let everybody know just where they can find you, Blankets of Hope, yourself, social media, anything you cool. want to uh, just shout out, make people aware. Um, cool. now's the time. Yeah. So uh, my personal uh, social is at Nick Fio, N-I-C-K-F-I-O on Instagram. If you want to follow along with my personal journey and then Blankets of Hope uh, is blanketsofhope.com is our website at B-O-H on Instagram and Blankets of Hope on Facebook. Those are the best places to kind of follow along on our journey and to see what we're, uh, what we're up to. So thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share with everybody, man. I appreciate that. Of course, man. I appreciate you. This was... So cool. I think just more and more people knowing about Blankets of Hope and knowing about your mission is just going to inspire people. It's going to create the change in the world that we need. So just tons of love for you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Right back your way.